Amen. We certainly thank God for each of you who are sharing with us today. Thank you all so much uh, for joining us. We are just grateful and, and thankful to the Lord that we are able to share with you uh, one more time on this day. Our way of call to worship, uh, I will be reading Psalm 70. Psalm 70 will be our call to worship. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. Let them be turned back and confused who desire my hurt. Let them be turned back because of their shame who say, Aha, aha. Let, those, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation continually say, let God be magnified. But I am poor and need. Make haste to me, O God. You are my helper and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Lord, and blessing to the reading of his word. Would you join me in prayer? Father God, we come at this hour once again to just thank you for this opportunity to come together. Heavenly Father, even though we are part physically, uh, we know that you can bind our hearts in a spiritual sense through the power of your Holy Spirit. So we thank you for this opportunity to have church today. Thank you for those who have joined us in this service. Uh, we ask you to, to continue to bless this country, bless all people throughout the world, as we continue to fight this terrible pandemic, we just ask that for your grace and your mercy to continue. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to share. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your service one more time. We ask special blessings upon all those who are sharing in each family that is represented. And we pray for the ones who have lost loved ones this week. Uh, throughout this uh, trying time in our history. We ask continued blessings upon our pastor and use him today to deliver a word because Heavenly Father, someone needs to hear from you on this day. We pray this prayer in the name of your Son, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. And amen. Have a selection. Thank you.
think we're, I think we've just finished up in this region of the country. Uh, we finished up now the fourth, excuse me, the fourth week, if you will, of the social distancing. We're getting into our fifth week. So we continue to be in prayer. Prayer for many that are struggling with this thing head on. Many families are arrested with loved ones in the hospital. Some have already succumbed to this disease. So we don't take this life so again. We're praying uh, for all this morning. We're praying for God's protection around and around us and that we will continue to trust Him. We'll continue to trust Him in the midst of this and do what we can. Um, it's a shame that we've had to have this for folks to start washing their hands, but I guess whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So, uh, so you do what uh, you do what's asked of you. Um, I realize we've got some uh, folks that are a little antsy and uh, protest in some parts of this country, uh, but when it's all said and done, um, life is precious. I know we're in a capitalist society, and I'm not after anything. I'm not after Democrats, Republicans. You vote how you want to vote. I'm not. I'm not here to, to say one way or the, or the other. Um, but we want to be careful in how we how we deal with the sanctity of life. I do want to say a, a few things. Um, we want to continue to be in prayer for the family of Sister Irene Dawson. Um, she. All service, uh, graveside. Uh, we need a chance to share with the family in an abbreviated fashion. And so we continue to be in prayer for that family who is part of this family. This is this is this is secret time through and through. And so we continue to be in prayer for one another. She was the oldest member of this, of this church. Um, as you as you look at the landscape. It doesn't take any genius, it doesn't take any historical um, juggernaut, if you will, to figure out that the landscape of this thing is changing. We're guaranteed one thing that we're going to leave here. And so we want to uh, not only uh, get as much as we can from those that, that, um, that go before us, we want, to, we, want to get, we want to get some of that wisdom. Uh, we're speaking to some young folks, sit down with, with some folks that have been here for soak up some of this. At the same time, we want to understand that just how, how quick this thing goes. So continue to be in prayer for that, uh, for that family. Um, I also want to recognize, she doesn't know that I'm doing this, um, Sister Gasson, First Lady Gasson, uh, who is uh, a member here, a member of the Talk. She does so much behind the scenes. Some of what churches are doing now, she's been doing for years. So I just want to take a moment. I, I don't know if she's watching this right now, but I'm sure somebody will get the message to her. I want to tell her thank you. Thank you to her and Reverend Pastor Gasson as well uh, for what they do. They sent a, a card to the church last week that I will recognize that they did that like uh, Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. And, uh, but, but they do it all the time. I told somebody the other day, she must sit down and, and, and take four or five hours a day write cards and put stuff in envelopes. I've gotten, I've gotten some, some good stuff from her. I didn't even think she knew. <laughs> I've only been here for about eight, nine months, but when I first got here, there was stuff in the mail for me. Handkerchiefs, notes, and stuff like that. 
she's so encouraging. And, and so I just wanted to say thank you uh, to her publicly, uh, but I also wanted to um, just just emphasize how important it is when ministry touches. Uh, a lot of folks, <coughs> excuse me, I continue to fight boundaries. A lot of folks wrestle with isolation, not just in this period, but throughout. And it's easy to, to feel alone. And you don't know what something like this will do. So, I know there's many out there asking, what can I do? Uh, there's always something to do. You can reach out and tell somebody that you think about. Let's just take a little time. And it's something when you have the opportunity to encourage someone, what that does for you as well. I also, I want to um, I want to reiterate the ways to give. Uh, we do have the PayPal set up. Those and I know that uh, some are doing this as well. You can continue to mail your offering, your tithes in, and then we also have the tithe app as well. Um, look, you want to continue to be as honest as you can with the Lord. I, I, there was an argument I, I, I came up on, if you will, the other day, and, and what to do with the stimulus check, and, 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 and preachers asked for it, and all that. One thing I've never done is I've never begged. You know, if y'all got any footage of me begging, please show it to me. I don't beg for Anybody. And what I know, I know, I know that if you're honest with God, He ties me off. He'll bless you in ways that you can't even imagine. Now, with that being said, if you don't have to give, you don't have to give. So there's there's no argument. I don't I don't really think there's an argument. If you've got the heart to give, you've got the heart to give. Uh, whatever. We can talk about 10%. We can talk about that. We really want to get into it. Uh, we talk about time and we talk about resources. More than 10%. If you really want to argue, argue. But look, I'm not going to knock on anybody's door and ask them what they do with that 10%, that 1200 That's your business. If you're going to have to take that up with the Lord, with whatever, not just the stimulus check, all your stuff. And so I just I just want to reiterate that. Look, the good thing about social media is, 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 is all of us, if you will, have a voice. The bad thing about social media it's all of us have a voice. So with that being said, I, I, I've emphasized that we got to back away from CNN and sometimes we need to back away from social media. Yeah. With this downtime, find something to do uh, that's going to feed back into it. Amen. Amen. I want to again welcome all those that join us by Facebook Live. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I know that uh, for, for most, you're not where you're where you typically are at, at 11.15 on a, on a Sunday morning. But uh, I tell you what, you get your coffee, get your, get your scrambled eggs and, and your sausage and whatever, and you, and you meet and you come around that, that, that screen and you, and you join us. Uh, look, I, I woke up this morning. That, that was a song. That was a good song. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning with the Lord on my mind. It is business on my mind. We don't have all day. We have we we don't have all day, and so we better be about our father's business. And so I welcome you this morning. I, I know again that uh, the circumstances are what they are, but I'm praying and believing that through this service, uh, someone's going to be touched in a special way. I pray that throughout these uh, uh, last couple of weeks that you continue, or maybe even started for the first time with a nice study. A lot of preachers out there. A lot of Bible studies that I'm seeing uh, by way of social media. We don't have to all 
and get into some arguments and bickering back and forth and stuff. There's some good stuff on social media. Uh, I'd invite you. Uh, uh, I'm doing the best I can. I don't know how good of a job I'm doing, but I invite you to be okay, right? We do, we do okay. So there's a lot of Bible studies out there, a lot of services that uh, I pray that you're connected with and people will be connected to see the topic as well. With that being said, uh, let's, uh, let's move right on with this. Thank you, Pastor, and uh, thank each and every one of you all. We're going to have word of prayer and uh, one more selection, and then we're going to hear a word from the Lord. Let us bow our heads and pray. From everlasting to everlasting, Heavenly Father, we recognize that you are God. We did, and because of that, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because uh, your God does all things well. Your God who continues to watch over this old world, even in tough times. Uh, your word has said you would never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for waking us up this morning. Men started out last Sunday and are not here today to say thank you. But Heavenly Father, because you gave us another day's journey uh, and you placed on our hearts to the wheel to run on to see what the end's going to be. A few of your believing children are gathering here right now, lifting our voices collectively in spirit to say thank you. Thank you because you've been so good each and every one of us. Oh, Heavenly Father, through the hard times that we're going through, uh, there's one thing I can say beyond the shell of a doubt, and that is you have been a mighty good God. You kept us from certain harm and danger. You protected us from this unseen uh, a pandemic that is going around. And even, Heavenly Father, if we find ourselves uh, laying on a bed of affliction, we know that your loving hand touches us there and says everything's going to be all right. So thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this opportunity to share. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the blessedness of family. Uh, even though many of us are apart, Heavenly Father, you are able to bring us together in thoughts and in spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this church. Thank you for the ministry that you place uh, within these walls. We thank you for the people that make this possible, Heavenly Father, the media team. Uh, we thank you for our deacons and we thank you for our musicians. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for our pastor, uh, who you continue to use uh, in a mighty way. Oh, Heavenly Father, as we pray today. We pray for the forgiveness of all of our sins and joyfulness. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for saying that we would just confess our sins. You are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for uh, leading us and guiding us. 
And we pray right now, Heavenly Father, for those who are suffering. Many have lost their jobs. Uh, many don't know where their next meal is going to come to. Many have loved ones who are sick, or they may be sick themselves. And we're praying right now, Heavenly Father, that, that, that you will give them some comfort. Uh, give them some peace that passes all understanding. Uh, Heavenly Father, we, we, we come to appreciate uh, even more how David said, weeping may endure for a night, but if we just hold on, joy is going to come in the morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for uh, giving us the opportunity. We, we pray, Heavenly Father, for the Dawson family, the, the, the family of Sister Dawson. And we pray for all those who are sick and shut in right now. And now, Heavenly Father, as we come to a close of this prayer, we can't say thank you. Uh, uh, we can't close this prayer without saying thank you for your son, Jesus Christ who came and died for our sins and rose on that third appointed day so that we may have a right to your true life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for just blessing us and keeping us. Thank you for uh, allowing us to continue having church even when we're not in a building. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And, and, and we just love you beyond all world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen.
what really was uh, was supposed to be emphasized on the last Sunday was emphasized. Yeah. Uh, so we want to continue with this idea of a picture of Christ and what it means to know Jesus as our theme. I'll, I'll pull from that passage that we read as part of our scripture reading. I'll, I'll look at uh, Luke 2. This is the gospel as recorded by Luke. Uh, that's chapter 2, uh, verses 25 through 28. And again, we'll continue to walk all the way up and down that. Uh, I know some of you looking at this and saying he's going backwards. We had a resurrection Sunday uh, last week, and now he's, he's, he's in the Christmas season. But I, I believe there's something here that's going to help us uh, where we're at right now. So uh, we're going to look at, look at this, uh, this account of sinning in the end of Jesus. Luke, the second chapter, verses 25 through 28. Again, I know you've read it, but let, uh, suffer me, if you will, for a few moments. Let me go back over that. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God. And let me read that through 32 so you can get that hymn. It said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation you have prepared for the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people of Israel, the people of Israel. The Lord had a blessing to the reading of his holy, divine word. I want, just for a few moments, and I know you're praying with me, I want to look at this expected life. The expected, the expected In one of the good movies of 2007, Will Smith led the cast in I Am Legend. Mm -hmm. The movie was set in New York City after a virus had wiped out much of mankind. Yeah. This, left, this left Neville, played by Smith, as the last human in, in New York other than the nocturnal vampire-like. Smith, isolated in the ruins of Manhattan, was unaware of any other unaffected humans still remained. Smith was immune to the virus, and he worked tirelessly to come up with the cure. Each day consisted of Neville and his dog, Sam, German Shepherd, if I recall, experimenting on rats to find a cure for the virus, searching for supplies and anticipating a response from any other unaffected humans. Yeah. Each day, Neville checked to see if any unaffected humans responded to his recorded radio broadcasts. The message instructed them to meet him at a certain place and at a certain time. Yeah. Neville woke up each day anticipating that someone would get his message 
and confirm that there is human life. Yeah. He lived an expectant life. Yeah. I'm not saying anything <coughs> as it relates to the virus. Don't, don't call me up and say, is that going to be a picture of what you think we're now? Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at this expected life that he woke up with. According to scripture, we are called to remember that Jesus came that he would have life and life more abundant. According to the macrotrends.net, the life expectancy of an average American in 2020 is 78.93 years of age. And while this age varies within racial groups, it it paints this picture. That whatever time we are given, there is an expiration date, and none of us will live this life in this body forever. That's right. Solomon puts it this way in Ecclesiastes. There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die. So what does that mean for us? It means that we are to live life expecting an end to this side. But as Christians, we live a life with a triumphant spirit on this side of glory. Yes. And according to Paul in his letter to the Romans, we should have hope and a hope that does not disappoint. That's right. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. Yes. It's a good shout, the passage that is, is before us right now finds this infant Jesus 40 days from his birth. Yeah. And according to the purification rites of a Jewish male, the infant Jesus would have been brought to the temple to be offered to the Lord as a child. For those that study, you see Leviticus, Leviticus 12. Luke explains a few verses before that Jesus at eight days old uh, would have been circumcised. Yeah, yeah. We get a clear picture that Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to destroy it. The circumcision was a sign and a seal of the covenant God had made with Abraham. That's back in Genesis 17. Yes. And at the temple, and at the same time, we find one name Simeon. Now Simeon is characterized as devout. He's characterized as just. But most importantly, he is one with an expectation and one that has the Holy Spirit upon him. Yeah. Simeon did not just have any expectation. He was expecting the coming of the Messiah. That's right. And what we have is a picture of when one lives with an expectation and allows the Holy Spirit to guide his or her life. So the question for the house or the, the question for Facebook Live this morning is how does the, the one with the Spirit-filled life live?
to him, to one Simeon, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Simeon was devoted to God. Yes, he was. And he was just when it came to men. And we are called to live boundless lives as well. When we have a right relationship with God, then we can begin to have a right relationship with me. That's right. That's right. Problem, and I've used this illustration before, the problem with many of us is we've not got this relationship right. And therefore that relationship yes, suffers as well. But Simeon, because of his devotion to God, he was promised that he would see the Messiah but what I find so interesting is, is that God can use what he wants to use. That's right. Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit was the one that revealed this team. That's right. And sisters and brothers, I, I'm here to tell you that, that a life that is led by the Holy Spirit is the one that has revelations from the Holy Spirit. Many times we, we try to figure out what's the benefits of this of this Jesus thing. And I know that we're in the midst of a, of a generation, and it's not just this generation, this is this is since the beginning of time. Yeah. I had someone the other day ask me, what do we do with folks that don't believe in the church? We're gonna do the same thing that we were doing when they didn't believe in the first century church. Yeah. And they didn't believe in Christ. We're gonna keep on trusting and keep on telling folks about the goodness of God. And those that, that, that are touched in a special way, they'll get it. And those that are not touched in a special way, they'll have to deal, they'll have to deal with an angry God. So Simeon, Simeon, because of his devotion to God, he, he, we see that he has this opportunity of revelation from the Holy Spirit. This is, this is, this is, this is free. Look, a lot of us are wrestling with decisions right now. And we're trying to figure out who we turn to. A lot of us are turning to social media. And we're calling up uh, 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 folks that, that ain't never been through situations. We're asking them how do we handle, handle this situation. And, and we're doing that many of us before we turn to God. That's right. That's right. And if you're truly a child of God, he, he's given us the spirit that will reveal to us what we need to work through. That's right. This thing called Simeon, Simeon was, was one that, that had a revelation as a result of his devotion, his devotion to God. Uh, uh, McGee puts it, puts it this way. He argued that Simeon would see a little baby, and in that baby he would see salvation. Yes. Salvation is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. That's right. Because of his faith in God, Simeon moved with an expectation that indeed this would occur. Yeah. How many of us believe God for his promises? Yeah. How many of us, I mean, really believe God for what he told us that he would do for us through his word? Some of us have, have uh, God has already spoke life into our situation and we're still walking around as if we're dead. Yeah. Some of us, he, he's told us to do this, and he's told us to do that, and we're still right where we're at. 
Simeon right here, he trusted. He trusted God. God, through the Holy Spirit, said, you will not die until you see the Messiah. Simeon lived that life. He lived one ex expecting that to happen because God said that he would. God said he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. What I know is that this epidemic, and it is, an, it is a pandemic, it is, a, it is something serious. Those are saying it's just it's just something small. No, this ain't something small. When it's your loved one, it ain't small. When it's you sitting in there in isolation at the hospital, that's not small. But what I do know is that we serve a big God. And this thing didn't come upon him. He knew what was going to occur. So he's going to deserve. He's going to deserve his own. Simeon had this spirit-filled life and one that had a, had a revelation uh, attached to it. I, I, I'm reminded I'm reminded of uh, a reverend of uh, that scene with, with, with Martha and Mary. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and we talk about devotion right now. Yeah. We're talking about what most of us don't have. Look, 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 this is free. Most of us said if we just had enough time, we'd spend more time with God. Yeah. <laughs> How much time have we spent with him these last five weeks? Most of us are yeah. not in the business, but I'm just wondering. And look at the question starts right here.
that spirit to lead you, then I guarantee you there's going to be some turns. <laughs> there's going to be some twists in that turn. God's timing is always the best time. Simeon figured this thing out. It said that you would see the child. Yeah.
many times we don't know the duration that that would Anna, when Anna a few verses later, we, we know that she was in the temple all day, all fasting and praying. We really don't know Simeon. How 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 what was his temple temple time? All we know that he was devoted. All we know is that he was devout. And what we know is that God looked it up. That, that when Simeon showed up in that temple, the infant Jesus was waiting. I'm going to tell somebody, God is just setting you up, setting me up for a better appointment. Some of us are getting upset because we missed appointments, we think we missed out, we missed, missed this, and maybe you can But if your spirit there, God's getting something better. God is moving through this thing. He's, he set me up, this is, this is free. He set me up with folks that I didn't have any business meeting. He's put me in places that I ain't have any business in. When I look up, I, I know that it's just the hand of God. I know he's worked through some situations in my own life. I couldn't say that, look, I thought I had the skills to do it. He let me. He let me try a little bit, and I just got in more mess. And I looked up, and he, he put some stuff together to encourage me, to remind me that I'm that I'm his, and that he has a destiny. You do the same. Same thing. This life is expected. It's expected life. I'm trying. I'm trying to help. It's one that spiritual life is one of revelation, and the spiritual life is one of inspiration. We'll, we'll do this. This is all Baptist three points, and we'll, we'll call it a day. Simeon was inspired by the Spirit to rejoice. Look in. Look in 34, it says, And Simeon blessed thee, and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child, that's the capital, that's the yeah. this child is destined for the fall and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Scripture is clear that some do not possess, if you will, the means to rejoice at the coming Jesus' coming provides a clear divide. Matthew, the gospel reported by Matthew, he characterizes the Jesus he brings with him, not peace. He reminds us that the ultimate end of the gospel is, is peace with God, but in the immediate it divides families, it strains relationships, and it causes conflicts. Those that reject him, they, he is a stumbling block. See 1 Peter 2 and 8. And those that receive him, that receive Christ, they are raised up. See Ephesians 2 and 6. John MacArthur makes the point that Christ is either the means of salvation, if one believes, 
are the means of judgment if one rejects the gospel. There is no in-between. Simeon, when confronted with the infant Christ, took him, up, took him up in his arms with an excitement. And in that excitement, we see a confession, if you will, of faith. Look at the song of praise in verses 29 through 32. We find a, an exhibition of an extraordinary faith. Yes, sir. I ask you all now, what do you, what do I do in the presence of Christ through the Spirit? We ever get excited if you get a chance? Get a chance in a relationship with Christ. by the Spirit to make the right choice. The divide is clear that some of us will not be part of those that see the kingdom. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit that has opened up my heart. I'm thankful. Look, I, I've got a lot. I, I, in, in these 42 years of I think it's going to be 43 next month. Okay. Thanks. Somewhere around right there. But, but in these years, God has blessed me, blessed my family with so much. But as I continue to live life, what I'm really appreciative for is that He allowed His Holy Spirit to work on His hard heart. I'm thankful that He opened up my heart and my eyes to His goodness. It's quite clear that, that some will never see the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So for those of us that do, what do you do? Where is your excitement that you have this relationship with Christ? When Simeon, and we always think, Reverend, that Simeon is old, but I don't know. I don't know if he's really that old. And we always, look, we always kind of assume that, that, that he, he dies pretty close after this scene, but we really don't have anything that tells us that. It just says that he's ready. It just says that he sees the God that promised He sees the Messiah. He says, I don't need to see him. I don't need to be in the Mount of Transfiguration. No. He said, I don't need to be in the, in the valley. He said, I, I don't need to take any trips to Bethany with you. I don't need to see Lazarus. I, no. I, I, I don't need to even necessarily be with the Calvary. He said, what I've got in my horns is realize eschatology. Yeah. Sisters. I like my barber too. 
And I like my wife's nails looking nice. And I like, I don't like to go to the mall, but now that I can't go to the mall, I'd like to go to the mall. I like, I like all that stuff. I like being able to sit in restaurants. I like being able to invite folks to sit down with me in restaurants. I like being able to, to see the NCAA basketball tournament. I love some college football. I'm hoping some stuff works out. Bless your hearts. But I'm really looking forward to Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing the fun. I'm really looking forward. All that stuff is fine. I'm looking forward to being in the presence of Jesus. I'm looking forward to hearing those words well done. Yes, sir. That good and faithful servant. Oh, yeah. You've been faithful over a few days. Enter into the Father's house. According to Andrew Furby, there are five things we need to do to live life to the fullest. Create intention in life and find a compelling purpose. One. Two, stop working hard just to work hard. Yeah. Two. Three, stop holding on to old grudges. Four, stay in touch with people that we love. And five, just choose. While this list is a good one, Scripture sums up by saying that you live life to the fullest. You live an expected life by seeking the kingdom of God. First, in all his righteousness, in all things, will be added. Simeon summed up his to-do list for living life in an expected fashion. And he allowed the Holy Spirit to reveal, to lead, and to inspire Jim Yerman poses the thought that if we were given $86,400 each day to spend any way we could, and at the end of the day we did not spend, whatever we did not spend would be lost to us for good, what would we do? We wouldn't have to think about that too more. We would take that money and we would go spend it all. Each day, sisters and brothers, we are given $86,000. 400 seconds. And the only caveat is that whatever time we don't use wisely, at the end of that day, it is lost. It's free and it's ours to spend. Whatever time we lose today, it is lost. Which the church was quoted as saying, it should not be enough to have lived. We should be determined, determined to live. Live a life like Simeon, expecting God to make a difference in whatever your situation. Live a life expecting God to put you in the best position, to place you around the best people, or those that will help you advance his agenda for your life, and ultimately see
knowledge you have. Live an expected life. Look, a child of God should already be looking past. Past this. Yeah, I'm excited for June and July. Whenever it opens up, I'm excited about that. But he's already fixed my eyes on something far greater than any pity. And he'll do that for you as well. If you allow the Spirit to lead you. And maybe somebody that has joined us right now, you're not real sure where you're at with your relationship. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait. Some of us are thinking that we, we can maybe wait until July or August when all the churches reopen in this area. I, And he's set it up where you don't have to wait. No. No. I know that, that, that some of us think that, that walking and up front and standing up during the invitation time, that there's there's something uh, uh, magical or special about it, if you will, and it's a sacred time. Don't get me wrong. But what that is, that's a symbol of what has already taken place. And that yeah. So you can accept him right now as you say right there with that big plate of pancakes and turkey sausage in front of you right now. Bless your hearts. I can't think of any, I can't think of any better decision than you made on April 19th, 2020. So you connect with us if you need to. Put your, put your, put your SOS or whatever in the comments. Reach out, call us, whatever you need to. Just know that you don't you don't need a deacon right here to no. pull up a chair no. to make that decision. No. You make a decision, trust the Lord. Yeah. Yes, Watch what he does. Even now, God, we thank you for what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard. We thank you, Father God, for what you continue to do in the life of your belief. And bless all those that join us right now, Father God. Bless those that Catch the replay, Father God. We pray that something said, something done, will encourage somebody to grow closer to you. Thank you, Father God, for what you continue to do in the life of the Lord. Send your God, Son, Jesus' name. We ask all these things. Forgive us.